Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon. Lots of stuff on the show today. We're going to keep getting back in to Texas football and the college football playoff rankings and the transfer portal and everything happening in NCAA football. We'll get into all of that. Uh, keep talking about it. The conversation's still going. I know Florida State fans are not any happier than they were yesterday. It, the, the time is not, has not gone far enough. They're... they're uh, that they're uh, letting it go yet. So we'll, we'll talk more. We'll, we'll get more to your text messages about uh, about the college ball playoff selections and the rankings and the bowl games. We'll get into that. The NBA in-season tournament started off last night. Uh, more games tonight. We'll get into that. NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Maybe a little uh, Astros talk, too. Maybe a little MLB and some Astros. It is the winter meetings, and so things are, things are being talked about. We'll get into all that. And, of course, your text messages, 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number if you want to join the conversation. If you had texts yesterday that we were not able to get to in the time that we were hoping to get to them, then uh, you know send those send your thoughts in again. If we didn't get to your point about uh, why the College Football Playoff Committee got it right or got it wrong or whatever, and your arguments for it that it was wrong or your arguments that it was right, you can send those in and we'll talk about all that. If you got transfer portal questions or concerns or any of that, all that stuff we'll get into uh, here on the Sports Complex today. Of course, I'm Patrick Davis. With me, uh, join me today, Mr. Jacob Standard across the way from me. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Patrick. Thank you for having me once again. Uh, ready to get rolling. We got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. We do. Uh, it's, it is still college football playoff time. Which means it is still, uh, you know, we're we're still fresh off of the the rankings coming out and everybody kind of, uh, you know, getting up in arms. We we saw Aaron Rodgers come out today and give an opinion that was basically based a hundred percent in spite. Yeah, it just seemed a little bit. It did not seem like he had any actual information on it. He just went with spite. But uh, we know what Texas did, and I have started to see a couple more people get into the argument that they. You know, we, we had people yesterday that kept texting in about the money, and we know it was money. It was money. That's just today's world in college football. I mean, that's just part of it. We're just going to have to accept that. Yeah, and so we know that it was, 
you know, there's something to be said that they're that this is a college ball playoff that people want to see more than if Florida State was in it. So we we got I think I think they got it right in the college football playoff rankings, but there is still people that are fighting against it. There's still people that are uh, you know, pushing that narrative that this is now a fraud, that this is all wrong in Florida State, which leads you to the fact that we can talk about the money of everything that, you know, is going to make more money because a Michigan Florida State team and then the people when their video came out of Michigan reacting to Alabama being picked and now people are saying that Michigan uh, was scared. I don't think Michigan was scared. I think Michigan wanted to play Florida State. I think they were really excited to play Florida State. Yeah, I think they wanted to play Florida State in this game, and then they were, uh, you know, you saw the news and you're like, ah, crap, we got to play a good team. Yeah. we got, and, and, again, that sounds like I'm taking a shot at Florida State. Florida State's a good team. They just don't have an offense right now. Right. And without an offense, you're going to probably lose because – and that's really kind of the bread and butter of the Big Ten – that's <laughs> what so they're really good. They they beat Iowa and Penn State, which are two teams with really good defenses and no offense. And that's kind of what you were what Florida State was going to end up doing. So you see that matchup, but then we get the 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 crazy part about it all is you end up with Florida State and Georgia in the Orange Bowl. And if you're talking about the money and everybody talking about how it's all done for brands and money, they found themselves the most interesting New Year New Year's Day bowl. That's not the college football playoff now because you have two teams that are very going to be very desperate to prove that they are, you know, they deserve to be in this college football playoff. And so they're both going to come out. We know there's going to be guys that are missing. We know the transfer portal has already opened, so people are jumping away. Uh, the Ohio State game seems like it's going to be an interesting one with uh, a bunch of players opting out to go to the NFL with players you know, they because you can't add in whoever they pick up in the transfer portal will not be available in that game. Right. Uh, I believe they've already lost two quarterbacks Ooh. to the transfer portal, so I'm not sure who's even playing quarterback for Ohio State in this bowl game. I saw an edge rusher from there get in there too. Yeah, they're having a and I, I think a defensive back. There, there's there's a lot of players from Ohio State they're leaving, and then there's a lot going to the NFL as well. So there's going to be some of those games as well. Uh, but we do want to keep the conversation going with you on the text line today. So keep talking about those college football playoff rankings. And uh, transfer portal and transfer portal and Jacob, uh, we saw the majority of the big names jump into the transfer portal yesterday, right? Uh, but we have, there's still going to be more coming out. Uh, are you worried at all for anybody else in Texas? Is there anybody else that you think you know we might see in the next few days by the end of this week? Because I don't know if we're going to see anybody try and get through the college football playoff and then enter. It seems like that's a little late to get in. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if, I mean, like Malik Murphy is a question one, right? Right. Malik Murphy is the one that we don't know if Quinn's staying or going, cause that could play in the Malik Murphy's decision as well. Uh, but if Malik Murphy is somebody that you're looking at and wondering if he's going to leave, does Malik Murphy say, well, look, I know I'm going to have a place to go and I know somebody's going to still need a quarterback. Right. Do I need to... I think Malik Murphy realistically looks at the situation, right? Like even so say Quinn, we win the national championship, Quinn goes off to the NFL. I think Malik yeah. Murphy realistically looks at the situation and sees that he's going to be in a legitimate quarterback competition yeah, yeah. with Arch Manning and I think he loses that competition. I really do. And he may not next year, but you know, it's you know, it is. It, it, you're in a competition. You're also now in a situation where 
you know, fan base wise and NIL wise yeah. that people may not necessarily want you, you know, they may want you to stay, but as a backup. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But for, for Malik Murphy, if, if we're worried he's going to leave, the, I think the question is, does he think I would like to be available for those college ball playoff games? We know that, you know, Washington's going to rush the quarterback and there could be an injury. We know if you go to the national, you like, you, you get in, there's a chance that you could get into one of these games and have a big moment, and then if you still want to transfer at the end, you can still transfer at the end uh, and, and get out and you know try and make a name. But do you? I, I'm just curious because we haven't seen him get in, and we know you know they're still talking, and the players are still celebrating the Big Twelve. Uh, Jalen Catalan is, uh, if you have not heard, is probably the biggest name for Texas that has gone out. Uh, the, there's a DB Bryce uh, who is also out uh, is entered the transfer portal. He was. He's a redshirt freshman, hasn't didn't really play much, and so I think he's just looking for a new uh, opportunity. But Jalen Catalan, you get that he's a you get that he's a good player. You understand what he could do, but it seemed like he was on a pitch count, even though the the Sark would keep saying all season long that Jalen Catalan was not on a pitch count. Jalen Catalan was not on a pitch count. He didn't seem to be in. Then he got injured a few times, and the rotation seemed to kind of move around without him. And his plays, his playing time just went down and down and down kind of throughout the season as Michael Taft got into the rotation. Uh, you know, so it is something that with Jalen Catalan, I think I understand him leaving. It, it, it's a it's a blow for a team that's going to play for a national championship that you'd love to have him on that roster. And I'd be fine with him leaving afterwards. I understand, you know, you didn't come here to be a part of a rotation. Right. You wanted to play the majority of the minutes and you thought you could, you didn't necessarily get there. So I, I get it uh, that you may want to go try somewhere else. That's going to need you more and not put you in that rotation. Well, but I'm not, I, I don't, it, it sucks that we're losing him before that, but I don't know if he's going to be the deciding factor, especially against a Washington team that is going to throw the ball a lot, and we know Catalan is a better safety in run defense than pass defense. So I don't know if it's huge in that. Now, once you get to, uh, if you do beat Washington, if, if that's a big if, if, if you do, then you'd be very missed in a national championship game against either Michigan or uh, or Alabama. But you have to get there first. But I don't know if Catalan was even going to play a ton in that first game. I think he was going to be part of the rotation, but probably not a you know, maybe not a huge part of that rotation then. Right, and I think you have to think about it from Jalen Catalan's standpoint, right? Remember, the last time he was playing football and healthy, he was all SEC at yeah. Arkansas. And then he comes to Texas, he's on a pitch count, he's part of a rotation. Yeah. So I think that all plays into it. I just think it's not what he was expecting to do, ultimately. No, and that's really the reality. Is I do, And I think that he was expecting, as many of these guys do, that I'm going to win any, you know, competition I get into. Yeah. And when you saw that they were kind of getting sliced up in the secondary and he couldn't necessarily stay on the field a ton in those pass coverage situations. And we did see, we, you know, we talked about it some with the safeties for Texas because it is something where they're going to continue to have to work on this, that the safeties for Texas, uh, you know, they found the rotation got, was kind of screwy in the middle and there were some injuries. Uh, I think Jaron Thompson was hurt and Catalan was hurt and there was guys hurt, but a lot of their more vocal and good communicating safeties were not always on the field. And you had guys like Derek Williams out there. He was a good, really good cover uh, safety, but he's not uh, hes not the communicator. He's, right. he's young. So to have those guys be able to you know, have another communicator out on the field, they started to get that rotation down. 
Uh, Catalan was a big part of that communicator. He was always really good at communicating on the field and getting guys in the right places. Uh, you also throw in the fact that I believe Derek Williams will be suspended for the first half yes. uh, of the Washington game. So you throw in that's another bit of kind of they're going to go after you hard in that first half. When they're going to take know. some shots. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I don't know what appeals process you can put for the targeting or whatever else. I'm, I don't know what there is. I'm sure they'll try and go through Edward Channel. I think they did already. I think he lost the appeal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you know, they'll go through whatever they can. But it doesn't seem it doesn't seem likely because it was one of those things that was a judgment call uh, targeting. I, I didn't think it was targeting. I don't think it's in the spirit of the game for that to be targeting. Uh, but... Uh, the spirit of the rule, sorry. Right. The spirit of the rule, I don't think it's that that was targeting because he wasn't headhunting. He was just made a dumb block. Yeah, but I also get it. I see, no, no, I I see why it. it was called. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, it's one of those things where you go, I get why you call it because you can't know intent, but it's also at the same point you go, why Why on earth wouldn't, why, why? I just, it's just, just, it's you a dumb play. Your head it's something that, you know, it's a learning experience for a young guy. It's a learning yeah. experience for a young guy. Uh, but for Texas, is if we talk about Malik Murphy, is there anybody else and anybody on the text line added in? If you have somebody you're worried about leaving, we don't have to say Arch Manning. We know the report came out yesterday that now, even they're reporting now, right. that he may be coming back. And I'm seeing the videos and stuff that they're that are talking about it are now people saying he should enter the transfer portal. Oh. Not not that he is, but they're saying he should because we saw him play and we saw him play in a game and man, he could start. For every single power fight, <laughs> what do you throw like two slants? Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah, it was it look he looks like he looked pretty he looked decent, but I don't think that's going to be yeah. If you're asking me if I'm worried about anyone else jumping in the portal, no, because that would be it. That would be the only name that would really concern me because that's your future right there. Yeah, I mean, and so if you got to be thinking ahead, and that is the future of Texas football. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know there would be names that would be scary if they got put in there. I don't. I, we haven't heard anything about any of those, so I'm not even gonna. Justify not going to put, put the idea in their head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could still see you know a running back like a Jaden Blue possibly uh, look at something like that if you know CJ Baxter is there and you know Jonathan Brooks is probably coming back for another year now. Yeah, it's a deep uh, room. That's a deep room, and you know he looked pretty good in stretches, so he may, but he may stay as well. We don't know about that. You are losing Keelan Robinson after this year. He's going to go. Uh, he'll graduate and go on and be a pro player. Uh, he really worked on that special teams this year, so that's something that he, he has going for him. Uh, but this is a team that I don't know if I'm too worried. I haven't seen too many more people that are quality players in the lineup right now who look like they're going to go elsewhere, and, and that's part a really good job of the Texas One Fund in NIL keep to those, keep those boys paid to keep them paid and keep them. We just keep conversations open with them and. Yeah. You know, don't ever let them get to the point where they feel like they have to. And we'll see if that happens with some other guys. There's still plenty of time sure. to get in the transfer portal. Uh, but we know the big first kind of day, Texas avoided any major blows other than Catalan. And Catalan, to me, because it is a position that, you know, he's a grad transfer. He could, you know, he basically has one more year of eligibility. I don't know if anybody was expecting him to be here for two years anyway. I think a lot of people were expecting him to play well and go to the NFL next season. Right. So I don't know if he was expected to be here in Sark's plans either. So it's not the biggest blow. It is just a bigger blow because you'd love to have him in the college football playoffs. Oh, yeah. No, I'd love to have Catalan on the team and ready to go. But I also – I get it. Like I said, dude went from all SEC to now he's on a pitch count. He's in a rotation. He's got Michael Taft coming in getting more snaps than him. I get it. 
Yeah, and we've also uh, there's also other news that we've seen that a couple of people are reporting uh, in the transfer portal. If you have not seen this, that Dylan Gabriel may have a home. Uh, he is favoring a place that is apparently tr- uh, trying to get him. Oregon. Man. That Oregon, after losing Bo Nix, putting him in that position with that offense, and if you're Dylan Gabriel and you want to go and you're uh, closer to the West Coast, closer, you know, you're, you're back over to where you're playing into, you know, uh, closer to Hawaii and closer to that area to, to, for travel and whatever else you're going to get into. Uh, he's also going to look at USC, so both West Coast teams. Uh, but it's that's something where you can go in on that offense. I think both those guys, Dylan Gabriel knows, this is a, uh attempt to get a Heisman because Bo Nix is uh, still, I believe, the front runner for Heisman. Uh, I think he jumped down in the odds and then went back up into them uh, for the Heisman odds, probably because a few people talked about it and some people put their vote online or did whatever else, and, and people are still voting for Bo Nix. So Bo Nix is there, and then the other guy you'd look at in USC is Lane Kiffin. Or Sorry, uh, why did I say Lane Kiffin? Uh, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Lincoln Riley, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Riley. But if you look at him, he's also produced the Heisman talent, so I think Dylan Gabriel is going to look over that way. Uh, we know Jeff Levy is the guy who brought him in. Jeff Levy is now gone. He left and took a head coaching job as well. So he doesn't really need to stay at Oklahoma when his guy that brought him in, Levy, is gone. So that is something to look at for Dylan Gabriel. When we were kind of wondering yesterday why he went into the portal, it makes more sense, and I just didn't think of it yesterday, that Jeff Levy left right, and to take a head coaching job. Well, and so he followed Jeff Levy to Oklahoma. Yeah. And, you know, it makes sense that he may not want to find another offensive coordinator at this point and try and learn a new system and everything for an Oklahoma team that the only reason he went there in the first place was because of the coach. Uh, it makes sense for him to go ahead and go and try something and go to the West Coast and, and go to a school that looked really dominant and is going to dominate in their bowl game against Liberty. They're going to have a they're really have a great time. They're going to have a really good guy uh, game. It depends on if Bo Nix is going to play in that game as well, though. Uh, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. I doubt it. It is in the in the age of uh, today's college football where, you know, and we can have this debate. Uh, let's not do it today. But we can have this debate as bowl games start going, Jacob. And with everybody on the text line. Do bowl games matter? No. And I look, I'm on the know too, and I talk to people, and there's some people I know that are fans, and they love bowl games, and they think they, and I, I don't, but we know now with NIL, with the transfer portal, with the NFL and everything else, that you're getting less and less players. So we can get into that conversation, but I don't necessarily need to get into it today. Right. Uh, I do want to ask you guys something about the Texas Longhorns, though, because uh, we haven't talked enough about the Texas Longhorns today, but I, this will lead us into uh, the big fat poll today. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. Big Fat Poll of the Day today, guys. 512-447-3776. What's your confidence level going in to the college football playoff for the Texas Longhorns? You know, this is something we've asked you a bunch of times throughout the season. They have now won the Big 12 championship. They have made it to the college football playoff. They've at least matched your your what everybody wanted them to do even if you shot really high and I know some people wanted to be undefeated but come on uh you know they've matched what you've what you've asked them to do to get them in the college football playoffs and win the big 12 championship so they've achieved everything that you kind of wanted to now they want you want to win some games but you're playing a Washington team that likes to throw the football you now are down at least one safety you're down another safety for a half you you know hopefully Ryan Watts will be come healthier 
and you'll be able to get your uh, secondary a little bit more healed up before this game. You know your offense can go out there and play, but you got to get your guys in ro- rotation. You're going to see if Sark can call a better game than he did last year, where we know Sark in the Alamo Bowl seemed to have a lot on his mind. And, and and I also I get why you have a lot on your mind at that point in the season. Yeah, because if you look at what's in the transfer portal right now, and you think of what he's doing this year, and he is trying to win a national championship, and and part of him wants to celebrate the Big Twelve championship and wants to get his players happy, and then on the other side he's got to go talk to these guys, and some of them are coming into his office and asking him to, you know, well, am I going to get a better playing time? Am I getting more? Like, what's my next role? Because you know, if the, if you're going to tell me that. I don't have a future. Like, if you're telling me I got to wait two more years, I don't want to wait two more years. And if you're telling me, uh, you know, the NIL, like, be, and I don't want to wait to get paid. You know, my family, yeah, we, we want money, and we, you know, yeah. my family wants money, and I want money, and we're all doing it. And I see, you know, I see what the, the star players are getting, and right. I see how they're they're balling around, and they're they're eating better than I am, and they're you know living life up, and I'm not there yet. So I think you're, you know, he's having those conversations, yeah, but trying to keep the culture that he has built. And you can't get rid of everybody that wants the money because I get it. We all want money. Right. I, you know, I can tell you myself and Jacob, we're very hard, but at the end of the day, you got <laughs> at the end of the day, you're not gonna do it all for free. And so uh, you know, it's something where everybody at their job wants to be taken care of and, and and it's just a different world that we live in now. But this confidence level for Texas, you guys on the text line. You can go scale of 1 to 10. Let's go scale of 1 to 10. What's your confidence level going into a Washington game? You know you have to win two games to win a a national championship, and even that, maybe you just want to get to compete for it and get there and keep bringing it back. If this is the team in the right path, what's your confidence level right now with Texas football? Because this team is headed in a great direction. They are playing as good as they have played all season long in these last three weeks of the season. You've got a month to get ready and get healthier and Xavier Worthy to heal up and guys like Ryan Watts to heal up and you you know CJ Baxter who kind of just kept getting beat up all season long to get him fresh and get him fresh legs but Washington and Michael Penix Jr. who a lot of people thought was getting beat up and hurt at the end of the year he has a full month to get healthy and to go on the Heisman Trophy show and and possibly win a Heisman Trophy and really kind of step up. And he knows he's playing for his NFL future, too, because Michael Penix Jr. is a guy that a lot of people have going like the third or fourth or fifth quarterback in Which the draft. insane to because, me. Because he's older, and they think that he's already reached as good as he's going to be. The injury troubles his early years in college. I'm not saying any of that's right. I'm saying that's the reason why they're not why right. he's going later than some of these other guys that they feel has a bigger upside. They feel Michael Penix Jr. and they also a problem for Texas is they have really good wide receivers. And some people are putting it that they think the wide receivers are really good for Texas uh, for for Washington, and that's why Penix is playing so well. All those things. Tell us on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. We come back. We'll start getting into those texts, and we'll talk some NBA. As the end season tournament's going, and I'm telling you, there was actually it's it's. I mean, as much as I don't care, yeah, seems like people care. Yeah, seems like people care. Well, good for them. So we'll get into it yeah. when we get back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back on the sports complex here on the horn. I always love when songs are in the past and they say like really future times. Like, is this the 50s or 1999? So far in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. We, we made, made it. it. Uh, we're playing uh, time songs since we're in our new time slot of 4 to 6 p.m. weekdays here on the horn. Rich Eisen, uh, two hours before us, one hour after us. So you can still see that. We're trying to get those podcasts up for you as quickly as possible. If you're one of the people that gets on the ride and they want an extra hour at the end, we'll have that first hour up. If you missed the first hour, we'll try and get that up. You know, we tried to, try to work on things here. We work for you guys. We work for you. Uh, Jacob, is this in your uh, pop culture blind spot? Yes, it is. So this is uh, Back to the Future, I think, too. I think that, this is... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what you are going to say. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. This is Huey Lewis in the News. Uh, which they they started just naming their albums after uh, sections of the newspaper. I know that's before your time too, newspapers. Uh, but <laughs> What's that? What's that? Uh, but yeah, Huey Lewis the News always one of the one of the greatest bands ever. That was one of the fun ones of band, Huey Lewis in the News. Was one of the bands that I remember. I brought a, a CD of Huey Lewis in the News uh, in the van when we were when I was touring with the band, and everyone was like Huey Lewis. So oh, what do you bring that? Like eight songs in. They're like, I had no idea I had this many hits, and he is awesome. You're like, yeah, I know. You guys are giving him crap because you just think that he's kind of like a pop guy. And he's awesome. Yeah. Huey Lewis is awesome. No, remember, I was just telling you about Huey Lewis before we started the show oh, today. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You don't, you don't remember and that? Huey Lewis and? The News. Okay, good. Hey, I just... got it. All right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. I mean, I obviously knew that. Your but... face Your face looked like uh, Michigan. When they saw oh oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> text lines <laughs> open guys five one two four four seven three seven seven six we're gonna get in some NBA talk uh, we're gonna throw some text in before we get to the NBA talk uh, Phil the thrill says thought you were gonna be on till seven no we are on till six four to six now uh, six to seven will be hour three of Rich Eisen uh, we'll go after I heard he's got a top five coming up in hour three he definitely has a top five not I, sure I heard. top five of what we did not get that plug before we went on the air but we know. Top five's coming up. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> we got to do our own top five at one point. There we go. And we'll just throw off and we'll do the exact same one, but we'll, we'll do it before him. We'll do a top five of Rich Eisen teases. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but I appreciate you listening, Phil. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Tex says, I understand and agree with the selection committee's choices. However, the committee screwed up by not ranking Florida State lower the week leading up to the ACC championship based on the same rationale. They used to leave them, they used to leave them out of the final four. I think they could. The reality was they really, really wanted Louisville to win that game. And so I, I'm with you that if you were going to take it out, that Jordan Travis couldn't play. I think also in the fact that you can say the fact that Tate Rodemaker got hurt and then Brooklyn looked even worse, that they can say, well, we know you don't have a quarterback on that roster now. Yeah. 
Like maybe if Brock Glenn got in and then lit it up, they'd be in because they go, oh, you have a freshman phenom who just went against Louisville and lit him up. I, but I agree with you. I think, it, you know, if you were going to try and go that route, I also don't think that I know I didn't have Alabama beating Georgia. So yeah. if you don't think that's happening, then you're still putting Florida State in because you're basically going with we're going to put the four undefeated champions in. And let's just put all four undefeated champions in. I think they were really wanting Louisville to do they, their job. They for did. Them. They like, wanted. They wanted Florida to. They wanted Louisville yeah, to. Right. And they wanted to go. We all. We were all guys. Yeah, see, look, it solved itself. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they were hoping for. They had to make the hard decision. Instead, they got chaos. They got chaos. My man Nate uh, says Alfred Collins has a year less. He should transfer and try to be good at a D two school. Nate going hard at Alfred Collins. We need Alfred Ouch. Collins here. Yeah, I want Collins back. Yeah, I want Collins back too. Nate, come on, Nate. Speaking of which. The number, the how little number of Longhorns are already in the portal with it being open, yeah. I think speaks to Sark's culture that he's built here. Yeah, I think it does. I now part of that too is they're I think they're still playing. Yeah. They're still playing for something. So I think some of those guys where they would have made the decision to leave when you know, but it is that's part of the culture and it's part of the buy-in. If you buy into something and it and you get the results you expected to get, and the fact that you are a one-loss team and you got in ahead of a undefeated team, it yeah. kind of all everything points you to. Oh no, I'm at the place like I'm at a blue blood school and we're winning and we're doing it. I'm part of this. Uh so I think that helps out some for them too. But I, I think that's a good point that they are uh Nate also six and a half is the confidence Come on, level. Nate. Not a lot of Come confidence. On. But Nate also doesn't like, you know, Alfred Collins. So maybe he's just he's just Nate. Are Nate, you a, are you a double agent? Nate, are you having a bad day, Nate? It's okay. If you're having a bad day, it's okay. <laughs> what road are you stuck on? Bebo <laughs> Angel, uh, the college football playoffs uh, selection committee absolutely got it right. These are the four best teams right now, and they know that. The TV networks know that, and the game ratings will reflect that. Let's be honest and accept the fact that college football is big business. NIL proves the conference realignment proves that. Playoff expansion proves that. Change my mind. I agree 100% with you, Bevo Angel. Uh Jacob, you were mentioning something yeah. before the show. Can I add? So I saw yes. a tweet from Bleacher Report where it said ESPN saved themselves an estimated $150 million in losses from ad revenue and sponsors of the playoff by leaving Florida State out of the top four. I think we do need to say the College Football Playoff Committee saved ESPN $150 Sure, million. we'll put it, yeah. Because otherwise it sounds like, sounds ESPN, like ESPN had decided something to it. do with it. Sorry, this. I mixed no. up the wording on that. But yes, the Florida State being removed from the top four saved ESPN. One hundred and fifty million, and then on the flip of that, the Orange Bowl is now a must-watch bowl because it is Florida State, Georgia, and even if Georgia, even though the ratings suck in the second half, it's a masterclass. Everybody's going to want to see can Florida State go in there and prove Georgia wrong and and just screw everybody over? Because if if Georgia they win thirty-five to zero, which I don't think their offense can do that, but if they won like thirty-five to seven or something like that, oh yeah, even if Georgia doesn't have any of their players, oh it doesn't matter who's playing. It's still like you know that still would say okay, this team could compete. Yeah, they you know so I I, I you know I, no one's hoping for that but they you know they were hoping for Louisville to win too. What so. if both coaches go the ultimate petty route and they just kneel on the ball the entire time until they <laughs> they end it in a tie or something? I don't think they're gonna do that. Something tells me their donors and boosters who are paying their checks <laughs> might not appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> text is uh, another. Uh, I told you we should be cheering for. Alabama. Oh, I'll correct your tweet on the anyway. Vegas loves Texas. That bodes well. I'm extremely confident. Texas might have their fastest team in the country. I agree. I like that. Yeah, Texas has gotten pretty good. Uh, you know, they they've kind of built that team where the pass rush isn't always great, 
but those edges do have good speed to get to the outside, which is something they really want it in the linebacking core. We know has speed. Those like, dudes can fly. You talk about a guy like Anthony Hill and the speed he has. They have a ton of speed. All right. Uh, we're going to get some more of your text. 512-447-3776. What's your confidence level going into the college football playoffs? And you still, if you if you if we didn't get your text yesterday about the about your opinion about the, the selection of the committee, you can put text that in and transfer portal stuff, whatever you want to talk about. We always try to get to you guys. Uh, you guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails. But the in-season tournament started for the NBA, so I wanted to get to a little bit of this. We, we pushed it off of your show yesterday because you guys were killing on the text line. Uh, but we did. I saw these games, and it kind of – and so it has not fully changed my mind. If we don't know, if you haven't heard, the in-season tournament is a new thing uh, by the commissioner, Adam Silver, where he's basically trying to get some more eyes on basketball in the NBA early in the season and get that before to get to the where te- you know the NBA has always had that Christmas day and those kind of games is kind of where people think it starts. Yeah. So their ratings are down early, early in the year. You kind of want to build up a little bit before that, and that's why they're doing this in-season tournament. There's going to be uh, there's games yesterday. There's eight teams in the in-season tournament right now. Uh, there was two games yesterday, two games tonight, then two more games on Thursday, and then on Sunday, I believe, is the finals. Uh, and that'll be do. in They'll Vegas. Wrap it up. Yeah. And that'll be in Vegas. Uh, in between, so we don't think that everyone else is just getting a week off, Tomorrow, there will be regular NBA games for everyone who's not in the in-season tournament in that bracket. They will play on uh, tomorrow. They will play on Friday and Saturday, I believe, or whatever, whatever point. But they're playing in the days where there's not in-season tournament action. These games are already playing at the higher-seeded uh, higher team's courts, which was awesome. Because especially in that Celtics-Pacers game, which was coming down to it, it was tied with about a minute left, minute and a half left, and you're in Indiana – who hasn't won anything? Yeah, and those fans are craving for a win. Right, that place was coming unhinged last night as Tyrese Halliburton started to take over the game. He had twenty six points, but he healed at twenty one. They were hitting those threes, and if you ever seen Tyrese Halliburton shoot, it looks like he's never going to hit a shot, and he hits every one of them. It's it's insane. He is. Uh, he kind of looks like he's alley-ooping the ball. Oh, man. He's got that Sean Marion jump shot. Not fully. Where he's pushing and But it's more of a push. It's, yeah. it's, it's still up, but yeah, he was hitting those. Uh, and so we saw that they go and they get a 122-112 uh, win over the Celtics, knock out the Celtics. Kristaps uh, Porzingis not on the team, uh, Not is still injured, so he okay. was not playing for the Celtics. We did see Tatum and Brown. Uh, Tatum had 32 points. Brown, Jalen Brown had 30 they took over half the team shots between Ouch. them and Tatum okay. and Brown. They took 49 of the 97 shots That's that, less the, that the Celtics took. They are really trying to be the leaders of this team. Joe Missoula, I don't think it's a great game plan. I know I, you know I love to take shots at Joe Missoula. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not don't, a big fan of his, are you? I just don't think he's a like playoff winning coach. I think he's another one of those coaches as a regular season coach. And people are like, well, he's great. And you go, but is he? So where does he compare to you from Brad Stevens then? I think Brad Stevens was a better playoff coach. Okay, I think he was a better coach in the sense that he was able to get his team to perform at a high level and like play team basketball sure. in the big moments. And Joe Mazzulla seems more of let's do the ISO ball, let's get there, and then I'll help coach defense. Let the guys be guys, and we want yeah. to coach defense, but we don't necessarily want to try and get the easiest shot. We want our stars to go out there and win the game. Yeah, which is great if your stars, but you need them to both score forty then. And, you know, basically Tatum missed two threes down the end of the game, and they lost the game. 
So if you're going to play that style of basketball, it works against lesser teams. But when you get to playoffs and in the in-season tournament and the, you're playing against teams that are playing well at that time, it just becomes a, a, a worse system. And the Pacers went out there and got the win. But we saw the fans were into it. The ratings have been up. And I didn't see the ratings yet for last night. Right. But I know the ratings have been up. I was watching the games. And I mean, I watch a lot of basketball, but I was watching the games. I was in for it. It's fair point. Uh, we saw the Pelicans and the Kings, another really fun matchup in this tournament as well, because we saw it. those are two young teams that like to run the ball. Zion Williamson is playing, and he is still a gigantic man. Didn't He's have a back. huge game. He had ten points. Like he wasn't, you know, dominating by any fact, but he came out and played, you know, solid minutes. He's. I think the fact that Wimanyama came in and he was no longer the phenom and the guy who's supposed to be the carrying the league, yeah. that it kind of alleviated some pressure off of him. Well, he also cut out the fast food. And, uh... But no, but that's the thing is I think that when you take uh, that pressure where he can go play basketball now and the pressure is not – the pressure is now you for New Orleans have to be the guy. But before, he was the NBA. He was supposed to be yeah, the prime that. guy in the NBA. Yeah. And I think now that he's you know his games are not all on primetime – not the conversation isn't is he going to be on is he playing or is they he helping? They extended the playoffs to get him in. Yeah, that's when they first did the play-in games. They were trying to get Zion and the Pelicans into the playoffs. And, and so there's a point of it where I think you know it's helped him kind of just get to be like, okay, let me just try and play basketball. Yeah, and he's on a good team. We know Brandon Ingram's really good. CJ McCollum's really good. Uh, Ingram had 30 points in that game. Uh, Pelicans also shot 45 percent from three. That's lethal. That's a really hard team to beat. Uh, when they're shooting, when you're shooting that good. The Kings are fun, too, with De'Aaron Fox and, and Sabonis and everybody on that team. Uh, but they came up a little bit short, but made it a game. Both games were games. I know they're both 10-point wins, but they were both games till the end. You were watching the fourth quarter, and they were games, and the crowds were you know going nuts for them. So I, as far as I can tell from day one of the end season tournament, if you look at the ratings beforehand in the games, I, we all know the courts are god-awful. Get oh. rid of that next year. Oh, get man. rid of that or just change up the courts and make them a little bit easier to view the games. Yeah, if you're the Rockets or the Bulls, can we get some black on the court? We don't need the red on red, please. No, more red. Oh. <laughs> more red. Change the free throw line to a lighter red. <laughs> it's all just shades of red. <laughs> just colorblind people just oh. hating it. Uh, but that uh, look, I think it's – and we'll see tonight now. This is the real test because tonight we are going to be in Milwaukee – of a team that wants to win an NBA championship, and I know these other teams do too, but the Pelicans and the Kings are not playing for them, right. and the Pacers were not playing for them. So Sacramento enjoys this. They want to win those games. Sacramento has not won anything big. The Pacers haven't won anything big. Tonight we're going to Milwaukee, who has won an NBA championship recently. They just got Dame Lillard, so they'd like to win, but not quite the same. And we go to L.A., Yes, and do. the Lakers, and we know, we'll see, are they pumped up for that game? Are, are the Lakers fans going to bring that intensity? Uh, but it should be a good game. Uh, we get the Knicks and Bucks is the game to kick it off first. Uh, we get Dame Lillard versus Jalen Brunson is the matchup you're kind of going to be watching for. We're not watching for Giannis and Julius Randle. We know Giannis is the man, but that matchup isn't as good. If you want to compare the numbers for Brunson and Dame so far this season, what you got? Dame is 25.5 points. Brunson is 24.9. Oh, no. Uh, assist, 4.6 for Dame, 3.7 for – or rebound, sorry. 4.6 for Dame, 3.7 for Brunson. Right there. Oh, no. Right there. Uh, Dame, 6.9 assists. Brunson, 5.5 assists. They're right there. They're right there. Here's the number that's going to kill you. So, then Dame is shooting 42%. Brunson shooting 46% field goals. This is the number that I am surprised with. All right. Dame is shooting 33% from three. 
It's not great <laughs> no, it's for not. a three-point shooter. Right. You'd like it to be a little bit higher. Jalen Brunson, 47% from three. Oh, my goodness. He is killing it from three right now. He's more efficient and, than Dame. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's being more efficient. And it's not that many more shots. He's just you know taking right. the ones that he gets. But that'll be an interesting thing because if Brunson is on Dame or Dame is on Brunson, Dame has been playing really bad defense. So this could be a big game for Brunson where they're going to have to play help defense a lot if Dame Lillard kind of gets stuck on there and they switch on to Dame Lillard and they run those screens to get him on there. Dame Lillard's defensive efficiency has been really bad. Uh, and the other game tonight, Suns at Lakers. I know you're a Lakers fan. It's one of the worst things about you. Oh, come on. Uh, we can look at that. Uh, the Suns right now shooting really well. Durant shooting 51% from uh, the field, 49% from three for Durant. <sighs> he is lights out three-point shooting this what season. What's going on? Why are these dudes knocking it down at these And clips? Devin Booker shooting 47% and 39 from uh, three-pointer. That's Those okay. guys are playing. Yeah, yeah no, but, that, but they're both playing really good basketball. Devin yeah. Booker's playing really good defense as well, stepping up into this role. As we know, he was my pick uh, before the season to win MVP just because I think he's going to have to kind of at points carry this team. He's going to be the one to play the most games. We know Bradley Beal's out again. He has been had issues staying on the court this season. They don't have a long bench. Eric Gordon has also, you know, coming in and out. But those are basically your four guys that are good. Yeah. And then, you know, you can throw in uh, Yusuf Nurchich, but he's okay. He's not, you know, he's not going to be a big-time scorer. He's not a great defender either. So those kind of players. And then the Lakers playing good basketball right now. Yeah, but, but who's playing? A lot of guys are hurt. They uh, the, the report I've seen most recently now is there's a lot of guys that are probable. LeBron is the only one who is still questionable, but I feel like he's going to want to come play in this okay. in-season tournament. It's at home. I think he'll want to be part of it. Uh, I, I think the bigger problem for the Lakers right now is LeBron James' usage rate okay. and LeBron James, how many minutes he's playing each game because he doesn't want to lose, and they're in these games, and so he stays into the games. I think that's going to be an issue going down the stretch because you're going to have to stop playing him so many minutes or sitting him out some games. Either one of those is not great for the Lakers. Uh, but we also know the Lakers, the plan is, from what we've heard, is trade deadline, switch this team up. That's what they did last year. And they re-signed D'Angelo Russell basically to trade him. Yeah. Uh, so there is some guys they could trade. We know Austin Reeves is still playing pretty good basketball right now. So you've still got him in there. You know they're going to be calling up the Bulls and see if they can get their boy Caruso to come back. I heard there might be a package with Caruso and DeRozan together that they might be working they wait, on. And DeRozan, of course, uh, is, a, is an L.A. guy. Yeah. So he is somebody that may want to come out. And so it is a question. But the Lakers uh, playing pretty well. Uh, do you have any picks today for Bucks or Knicks? Uh, Lakers by fifty, uh, Bucks <laughs> Bucks by a thousand. My pick for MVP before the season started, Dame Lillard is going to drop five hundred points by himself. Uh, you can go ahead and bet your house on all of those. Bet your house on all those. Yeah, yeah I do. I do think uh, this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be the question: Do the Lakers fans get into it? Do the Lakers care about the in season tournament? Does does right. if Dory does. Uh, Le- uh, LeBron play. If he does, I think the Lakers can win this game just because they have the depth and they're going to be able to kind of just keep rotating players. Just keep throwing new bodies at KD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and just, you know, make him pass the ball, double team off him, make somebody else make right. a shot on that team. Uh, and then for the Bucs, I-, I think that this is a game, I- I'm going to say the Bucs are going to win, but it is, uh, the Knicks could win this game. Okay. If Jalen Brunson goes off, this is a type of thing for the Knicks that they could really, really want this to get them kind of momentum going forward uh, and want to play a big game against the Bucks that the Bucks may not care about as much. Yep. So we will see. We will see in that game. But there are two good games to see tonight 
uh, in the NBA. So right. how do these games factor into their regular season record? So these all count as regular season games. Okay. So they're playing the same as uh, everybody else, and then those other teams are going to make up those games because they're playing other on games another night. on okay. another night. And then at the end, the only game that is not going to be is a championship game is a game that they does not equal out. No record. Yeah, yeah it does not equal out. Gotcha. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to back to the text line here. 512-447-3776. What's your confidence level going into the college football playoff for Texas? Also, anything else you want to talk about? If you like the end-season tournament, if you hate the end-season tournament, you know, if you just hate basketball, it's not. Come on. But if you, if you, what are your thoughts on it? Text us in. 512-447-3776. You're on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Back on the Sports Complex here in the Horn, playing songs about time to celebrate our new time slot this week. And Jacob, any guesses who the band is? Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, Kansas. You, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to give you partial credit the even who? though it's wrong. You got a color in there is Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay. So you got Blue Oyster Cult. I'll give you a partial credit. Not a lot of partial well, credit. Well, Pink Floyd is what I was going to say first. That's what and you then, were going to yeah. say first. I got you. I got you. Uh, back on the text line, 512-447-3776. Let's ask, uh, we're asking you today what your confidence level is going to the playoffs. So we can also, if you still, if you didn't talk to us yesterday, what your, if you if you agree with the committee or you disagree with the committee and why, send that in too as well. And if your transfer portal, is there anybody where you're worried about hitting the transfer portal for Texas? You can send that in as well. Michael Taft, stay put. We want you here. <laughs> they gave him a scholarship Michael now. Where is he going? He went there, he went there not on a scholarship. I know. I just want Michael Taft to keep evolving. I we here want, at Texas. We, we want to do evolve. I love the story of Michael Taft, <laughs> head coach Michael Taft, yeah. coming. Uh, Athletic director Michael Taft. <laughs> Scarlett says my confidence level is feel it in my bones. Felt, felt it before the Big Twelve uh, championship game. I feel it now. My bones are telling me this team is going to go on the rest of the way and bring it home. I like that, Scarlett. That's a good one. I like that confidence level. Uh, Texter says 100% Texas over Washington, 50-50 Texas over Alabama, 60-40 Texas over Michigan. And uh, that is, uh, and you have Bama beating Michigan too. I, I don't know if you watch a lot of Michigan football. They're pretty dumb. They're a very good team. I like your confidence. I like your confidence. And they know what you're running. But also Michigan is a team that can go in there and be really, really physical. I think we can physical with Alabama. We showed that earlier this year that we can play physical with Alabama. Michigan is really, really, really physical. And so, but they, I mean, they didn't play a huge schedule, so we won't know. And look, we may not play Michigan this year, but I tell you we will play Michigan within the next four games. Bingo. 100% guaranteed within the next four games of Texas football, they will play Michigan. That is a fact. That is a fact. We can give you that one. And I'll say this about Michigan before we get off on that on the physical yes. note. That is a team that when they get in trouble, they will just put their head down and run the football. There was Blake Corum will go, too, yeah. There was a stretch where they did 12 straight runs this year in a game where they were yeah. struggling to move the ball. Yeah, don't don't underestimate the physicality of that team. All right. Uh, this Texas says, screw Alabama. We're taking the title home. How do we think this Texas team would stack up against the San Francisco 49ers? Come not on well. Now. Come not, on. Not well. 
Hope the Lakers don't win in the season cup. If LeBron gets it, his haters will look at it as the most worthless achievement in the I, NBA forever. I, I can't tell which way you're leaning on that. Are I, you I don't a Lakers know. fan? Yeah, I don't know if you get it, it and then are you a LeBron hater or are you a LeBron apologist? I don't know if there's a way a LeBron lover. Sounds weirder. Is than that a Ty Henderson? Just. How have we not <laughs> how have we not saved his number into the machine? <laughs> yeah, I don't I look. I don't know if you're a LeBron hater. You text it. If you're a LeBron hater or you, you you don't want this to be a thing, maybe you just have you have no opinion about LeBron and, and you just don't want him. Uh, you just heard LeBron and you started to twitch a little bit. No, look, people, we, we know people are going to, whoever does, is not in the tournament is going to say it's worthless. <laughs> and whoever wins it, and they'll say it's the greatest thing ever. But I'm sure Celtics fans have already, have already gone off that this is the dumbest thing. Oh, yeah. That there's no reason they should be doing it. A texter says, what's a CD? Come on. CDs, we you gotta guys, you got come on guys, come on guys. My my people are flooding the text line. We're taking over. <laughs> they're, they're we're com- here. They're compact discs. Uh, <laughs> by the way, your lead announcement still says sports complex. I know, I know. We're pulling them out. We're pulling them out, guys. Uh, they're not not all of them. Some of them say. We're just checking to make sure y'all are listening. Yeah, we we're just testing you guys. Uh, text line's still open for you guys. Uh, didn't someone from IT say the. Uh, Say the game ban will be during the first game of next year, not a postseason game. Uh, it may be. It may be that it may not be a postseason game be next year. I, I, I honestly have not seen the report on it, but it could be. Uh, you are confident to seven and finally getting to listen to you. I like this. Uh, you've just got a new listener. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. If you want to send in a nickname so you can text in, we'll put your nickname in the system, and then we'll, we'll be able to text in with you all the time. Uh, Nate also says it's pretty a pretty bad day at work, but John Kill st- st- still keep hope alive for Collins if you want. I don't think Collins is going to be you know defensive player of the year, but not everyone on our team. I know this year we had two defensive players of the year. Right, people had, are leaving though. I know. I think Albert Collins. I don't think he's going to be the great player, but I think I, I'd prefer not to not have him too. You I'll want that, that body type. You want that body type on your yes. team. All right, we got to yeah. take a break. When we come back. Uh, We'll get into some more of your text messages, and we'll start getting into some NFL talk as well. Uh, There's some new polls out with MVP leaders and Super Bowl contending leaders, and uh, the NFL MVP race is kind of weird. I did want to get a conversation about the quarterback position after we saw another quarterback get injured last night. We'll get into all that. Uh, We come back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.